I'm Hilary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions and Cybercrime Magazine. Welcome to Payment Security, a Cybercrime Magazine podcast series brought to you by GM SecTech. With operations in 50 countries worldwide and headquartered in San Juan, Puerto Rico, GM SecTech has over 50 years of service in the technology and security verticals. To learn more about GM SecTech, visit gmsectech.com. Here with me today is John Regi, National Advisor for Cybersecurity and Risk for the American Hospital Association. Welcome, John. So great to have you on Payment Security. Thanks. Great to be here today. So, John, to start off our conversation, can you share with us more on the American Hospital Association and the cyber mission to protect the nation's hospitals? Happy to do so. The American Hospital Association is a trade association representing almost every hospital and health system in the United States, from very small 25-bed critical access hospitals out on the frontier, all the way up to multi-state, multi-billion dollar health systems. We were founded in 1898 and have become very prominent on advocacy issues for hospitals, but most importantly, for patients and ensuring that patients are well represented in various legislative initiatives And ultimately, our objective is to ensure high quality and safe patient care. In regard to our cyber mission, I act as the national advisor and advocate for hospitals and health systems on cybersecurity and risk issues. And often that will mean being presented as a subject matter expert up to the legislature, specifically the U.S. Congress. I also act as a subject matter expert when dealing with various government agencies. And I also work with some of my former colleagues at the FBI and national security agencies to ensure that we have a robust exchange of cyber threat information between our hospitals and those government agencies. Fantastic. And so, John, what are the top cyber threats faced by hospitals today? Because I feel like every time I read the news, I'm seeing a new cyber attack that a hospital is facing. That's correct. Unfortunately, cyber attacks of various types have increased against hospitals pretty significantly over the last several years, but have rapidly and dramatically increased during the pandemic for a number of reasons. Part of the reason of the increased attacks against hospitals during the pandemic is, in fact, due to our rapid expansion of network and internet-connected technology to deal with the tidal wave of patients that came in as a result of the pandemic. And ultimately, obviously, job one for the nation's hospitals and health systems is to take care of patients and save lives. And as we expanded these networks, unfortunately, we also expanded our attack surface for the bad guys. And when I mean bad guys, I'm talking about foreign-based hacking groups, both criminal organizations who are financially motivated and nation-state hostile intelligence services who might target hospitals and health systems to steal patient information for intelligence value and also attempt to steal our very sensitive and valuable medical research and innovation. So the first threat that we're facing really is theft of data, protected health information, personally identifiable information, medical research and innovation. Again, criminal organizations and nation-state intelligence services trying to target that. The other issue that we're facing, which has increased dramatically, is our cyber risk exposure through third parties. So often, 
we must deal with outside third parties for such things as billing and coding, other payment processing type vendors, and technology. So we often rely on third-party and actually fourth-party technology and services, cloud-based and internal technology. Sometimes that third-party technology has been compromised by these foreign hackers as a means to get into our systems and networks. Another aspect of third and fourth-party cyber risk exposure we face is our reliance and dependence upon mission-critical third-party technology to deliver care. So as we have seen, there have been some high-impact cyber attacks, for instance, even on business third parties such as Kronos, the timekeeping software, which ultimately had an impact on the disruption of care delivery as we tried to overcome the ransomware attack on Kronos. Some of our other life-critical and mission-critical third-party providers that perhaps provide software that run linear accelerators that deliver radiation oncology have also been hit with ransomware attacks, which then disrupts and delays the deliver of radiation oncology for patients. So ultimately, when we talk about these disruptive type cyber attacks, which delay the delivery of care, we're really talking about patient safety issues. Really, these type of cyber attacks are a risk to care delivery and ultimately a risk to patient safety. And then that, of course, leads us to the third type of cyber attack. In fact, the one we are most concerned with are ransomware attacks, which target hospitals and health systems. So although the stated goal of these ransomware attacks is to extort payments, it's financial gain for these criminal gangs, that ultimately what happens is the unavailability of this life-critical medical technology, which becomes encrypted by the ransomware, disrupts and delays healthcare delivery, often forcing diversions of ambulances, canceled surgeries, missed diagnoses, type treatments, and also even sometimes missed cancer treatments. So these are the ones we're most concerned about because of the delay and disruption to healthcare delivery, which ultimately risks patient safety. How does the AHA preferred cybersecurity service support hospitals, patients, and healthcare workers? That's a great question. Often when I am traveling the nation speaking to both technical and non-technical hospital leaders, so therefore such as the CEOs, non-technical hospital leader, and CIO, chief information officers, the technical leaders, I consistently hear the same message that basic when it comes to cybersecurity vendors. They say, John, the cybersecurity market is saturated with vendors and we can't determine efficiently which ones are the good ones and which ones are the not so good ones. How do we decipher all the chatter out there in the cybersecurity market? So we launched a program to help the field, the hospital field, decipher some of that. And we have done extensive vetting of certain firms who had to apply to the program. And we also recommend these firms. 
we don't necessarily say they are the number one firm, but we say that they have been vetted and recommended by us and we're confident in them as a very good choice for our hospitals and health systems to consider. So therefore, our field knows they have an objective vetting by us, and then we present them to the field for their consideration. The other benefit of this program is that these firms, as a condition of participation in the program, must offer our hospitals, our American Hospital Association member hospitals and health systems, a discount which would not normally be available. The third aspect, which is very valuable for our members, is that the AHA preferred cybersecurity providers are subjected to continuous customer satisfaction monitoring. So our hospitals and health systems do in fact have recourse if they should receive unsatisfactory service from one of our preferred providers. Fantastic. And John, my final question for you is about ransomware, because of course, ransomware seems to be on everyone's mind, but especially on hospitals. So how is the threat impacting hospitals and the health sector today, especially from your point of view, since you're in, you know, in the trenches with them to a certain degree? Yeah, great question. Again, this is the number one cyber threat we are most concerned about, as I mentioned previously. This is the type of cyber attack which disables our mission-critical, life-critical, and business-critical technology, which causes an interruption, disruption, and delay of healthcare delivery, thereby risking patient safety. These foreign-based ransomware attackers, many of them belonging to Russian-speaking gangs based in Russia or within the sphere of influence of Russia, understand that by targeting hospitals and health systems, they target an organization devoted to public health and safety and where there is an extreme urgency to restore services. So the bad guys understand that hospitals might be more inclined to pay the ransom. However, comma, we strongly discourage the payment of ransom and we work very closely with the FBI to exchange threat information and ensure that if any of our hospitals are attacked, that the FBI is immediately notified and brought in and the threat information is provided to them so that they might be able to help track down, identify, and disrupt who the attackers are. So again, these are the attacks which have the capability of diverting ambulances, canceling surgeries, canceling diagnoses, treatments, canceling potentially even cancer treatment. So very, very concerned. We've been very publicly vocal about this, that these attacks should not be considered by the government as financial crimes, as economic crimes. They should be considered threat to life crimes. And as a result, the FBI and the Department of Justice now consider officially ransomware attacks on hospitals to be treated as threat to life crimes. They are prioritized as such, and the FBI has assured us they will respond as such. The FBI and the Department of Justice have also raised the investigative priority level of ransomware attacks against not only hospitals, but against any U.S. critical infrastructure equivalent to a terrorist attack. So positive news on that front that we have seen the government take this so seriously. The bad news is they're taking it so seriously because these attacks have increased pretty dramatically with significant impact. 
Yeah, I agree with you on that being positive, but, you know, as a result of an unfortunate and very concerning circumstance. Well, John, it's been so nice speaking with you. Thank you so much for everything that you and the American Hospital Association are doing and in the positive direction that you're helping everyone move forward in, in light of all of the cyber criminals out there that keep trying to take down our critical infrastructure and especially in healthcare. Just thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. And we certainly appreciate the support of GM SecTech, which enables our mission. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. I'm Hillary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Payment Security is brought to you by GM SecTech. GM SecTech offers innovative solutions and services in cybersecurity, governance, and compliance focused on managing digital risk. Their solutions are designed to detect advanced attacks and respond to them effectively, reducing business risk, fraud, and cybercrime. To learn more about our sponsor, GM SecTech, visit gmsectech.com. And you can listen to all of our podcast episodes at cybercrime.radio.